very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello and welcome back to The Run Through, the podcast where we talk about all moments in figure skating that made us kiss and made us cry. I am one of your hosts, Ashley Wagner. And I'm one of your other hosts, Adam Rippon, and we're here again with also not running for Congress, Sarah Hughes. Yes, I'm not running for Congress and neither is Olympic champion Sarah Hughes just in this weekend so you guys have another thing in common now yeah oh yeah the uh, playing not running field for has Congress. been leveled it's <laughs> yeah, yes the playing field <laughs> is leveled your move hughes yeah if anything <laughs> i feel now like space has opened up for me to run for congress well yeah that's why i'm mentioning it because i'm going <laughs> there's an open seat what jobs would the two of you do on my campaign I would do janitorial work. Oh, cleaning up the mess? Yes, but like in her office. So like <laughs> nothing to do with the law. I would provide emotional support that you don't need. So I always need emotional support. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She's I, providing emotion. Yeah, you'd be providing emotional support, but by the power of two people since you're pregnant. That's so true. The wisdom would be coming from my child. <laughs> as most wisdom comes from children yes. that's true <laughs> all so, right well we are here to talk about a couple of figure skating things we've got lombardia the mm -hmm. challenger series is officially underway it is. it is can you believe it the skating season is underway and um uh well and we, we all know that the challenger series is ashley's favorite series my exactly. favorite events of the season so how many challenger series events have you done ashley famously zero so actually this is the end of my time on this podcast bye <laughs> <laughs> no i never ever competed in a senior b and my favorite experience with the senior b circuit so after I retired in 2018, I think every retired athlete goes through this where they have a summer and then it's like time to get going again. And they're like, wait, maybe I'm still going to compete. Mm -hmm. And so I mentioned this to our athletic director and I was like, I could get ready, go to Finlandia. I'd never been to Finlandia. <laughs> I knew I was never going to go to Finland again. No. And um, then I was like... And then, you know, I'm down for another Grand Prix series. And then they came back to me and they're like, we could nominate you for Skate America, but you would have to try out for your spot. And that's when I was like, I'm retired. What are you talking about? <laughs> try out. Spot. <laughs> America? No, it's Finland or bust. No, it's only Senior Bs. <laughs> so you've never done a Senior B. I remember one time you were in Austria. Were you just training there? I think you were Oh, just... I was literally just training there while someone else was competing at a senior B. That is right. What? So you've been to a senior B. Because she was like in between Grand Prix or something. So like she yes. and your oh. coach at the time or something, right? Am I right? I was, yeah. So I was with Priscilla Hill and she was working with an Austrian skater. And I think he must have had to, I think we were in Graz. So it was um, 
Oh God, oh, okay. I don't know the Indian. Yes. And so I, in between, I think I had Russia and China that year or like Russia and NHK or something where it just made sense for me to stay over there. And I went and trained near a senior B once. Okay. But that's as close as I've ever been to competing. <laughs> it's being in the vicinity of a senior B. In the same country as a senior B. <laughs> um, I have been to a few senior Bs. Um, well, you were a Finlandia boy. I was. I famously loved... met his husband while at Finlandia. I know. Isn't that's crazy? See, that is a good reason. This is why to you do, do senior a senior B. Yeah, it's es- a good what reason. What is it? Espoo is for lovers. Yeah, Espo <laughs> is for lovers. Espo. That's that's the slogan <laughs> of the competition, and so and it works. Um, what have I done? I've done the Salt Lake Senior B. Um, oh, that's uh, so bold. It's awful so like i know <laughs> like the idea of competing in altitude maybe to the lay person i consider myself lay mm. um sounds not hard right it just there's no, just that, thinner no a lay person would even say i think it does sound hard. hard i am a real lay person not olympic champion and it sounds hard <laughs> okay well i convinced myself it Civilian. wouldn't be hard um and so it was <laughs> Is what I'm getting to. It was very hard. And so it was the See, what uh, I a love terrible is like idea. Every single year leading up to champs camp, you and I both like we're both guilty of this. Mm-hmm. But you and I both were like, it is fucking insane that they expect us to be in program shape at altitude in August. And then you're like, mm, but September altitude I'll compete. Well, because the Colorado Springs of it all is like they have that sign in the World Arena where it says, Welcome to 6,400 feet. And they don't have that that sign. sign. It's so braggy. It's so chauvinistic. Like, why don't you lower yourself? (laughs) Enjoy. No, it's terrible. But in Salt Lake, they don't have that sign. And it's a little lower, but it's not low enough. The, the, The amount of altitude that's low enough for me is zero, is in the water. I want right. You were complaining about altitude in Lake Arrowhead. Yes, that was five thousand feet. But I did complain. I don't think it's even that, Ashley. It's forty thousand feet. It's oh my god. Okay, (laughs) Ashley. We had a friend. We went to Big Bear like two years ago, Sarah. Yeah, we went. This is where you saw a bear. This is where we saw a bear. We did. But we had um. We were talking about the altitude. I think I said something like, "Make sure you drink water." right. Right. Um, yeah. Like, make sure you're drinking a lot of water. Um, and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, we're 40,000 feet. I'm like, 40,000 feet? Like, <laughs> that's like a flight. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? 40,000 feet. <laughs> and then a oh bear came. And then a bear I came. 40,000 feet, you're literally like, you need a mass? No, you would die. You would die at 40,000 feet. <laughs> I, I'm saying like you need There's like not one of enough those atmosphere pressure. Ma- yeah, exactly. No, that's like a, a you, NASA you just, like, spaceship space. is going forty thousand feet. <laughs> no, we're at forty thousand feet. We were like, what are you talking about? Forty thousand feet? What? Which, There's a lake Peter? here. Yes, this is our friend Peter. Shout was, out to Peter. Right, we um we are planning on having Peter on this show at some point. Um, he does oh not yeah, know we're it yet. we're gonna bring on some people who don't know anything about skating. And I'll be in good company. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. make them watch an event and like give a, a detailed explanation of what they saw. So we're, we're going to do um, some sort of segment. We're figuring it out still, but we do want to do that. 
Yeah, and Peter will be perfect for that. Maybe we choose a competition at altitude for him to watch. For him to compete in. (laughs) We'll make him guess how many feet. How many feet are you above air right now? (laughs) 40,000. Okay, go on, Adam. Why do a senior B? Okay, I think that um, I liked to do a senior B because I felt like it was a way to get back onto the competition circuit before Mm -hmm. the Grand Prix started. So I felt like it was a great way to get some kinks out. And also, when you're practicing your programs, I think that you really don't know like how it's going to go when you compete. You can have an idea, especially if you're like training hard, that it's going to go well. But you might not know how it's going to feel in certain places or how it's going to feel to perform that program in competition until you actually do it. And so that's why I liked doing the senior Bs. And I really liked doing Finlandia Trophy, not only because I met my husband there, but because a lot of times these are at smaller rinks, like this Lombardia Trophy is like at the Ice Lab, where it's like Mm -hmm. people train at that rink. But in Finland, um, it's at the same rink where they have the Grand Prix in Finland. It's in Espo. It's an arena. It feels like a Grand Prix. So it really does feel like, okay, this is, I'm at a big event. It has that feeling of it uh, importance so that's mm-hmm. why i loved doing finlandia trophy but i think that's why i also liked doing senior bees and the only other time i did other senior bees was like i got injured and i needed to do one like in april to get like world points one year and mm-hmm. then i did like a croatia cup uh a year that i didn't go to the grand prix final to do like another competition yeah. And see, I avoided senior bees because I am such an environment skater. Like I need, I need a vibe. I need it to feel like a competition. Mm -hmm. And see, I always imagine lying to yourself as Adam is. No, I'm very good at being like. You can pretend it's a big deal and it will work. You can't do that. (laughs) I can't just like convince. So I always imagined because I knew that Finlandia was actually in a big rink. But I imagined that it was going to feel like champs camp where it's a big rink with no one there. Mm -hmm. And that is not a vibe that I can like. I I need people. I need energy. Like I, I have to have that. And then every other video that I'd seen from the Challenger series was like from a foggy rink that was like <laughs> NHL size and still had the boards up. And I'm like, okay, if that's what I'm going to fly across the world to go do, I'm just going to go to Anaheim right, and-, right. and do Golden West <laughs> and do Golden West instead. And so that's for me what I did because I just didn't want to travel to go do that. I get it. Like, I think you're valid and I'm hearing you. And so are you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And so am I. I, And so are you, Sarah. Oh, you guys. (laughs) And just so you know, in my education, that's basically what I learned. And that's why you have a degree. And that's why I'm the brightest star in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I'm not running for Congress. (laughs) At 40,000 feet. So we have had our first senior B of the season, Lombardia Trophy. And we have a few notable points that we're going to run through. Ashley, why don't you start us off? So I think we all, all three of us, need to start this off by not lying to you. No. No. None of us have seen this event. Correct. No. Because it was a a paid paid stream. (laughs) It was a paid stream. 
And similar to how I am unwilling to fly across the world to skate on a NHL sheet of ice, Very I am unwilling to pay to watch the Challenger series. And it's good not to lose your convictions in your <laughs> competitive retirement. And that's really important. Yeah, I am nothing if not a person just chock full of convictions. <laughs> um, <laughs> Criminal convictions. Criminal convictions. <laughs> Well, okay. First up, I think the biggest storyline that we have is Yuma Kagiyama coming back. Mm-hmm. We are finally seeing him for the first time since he was out all of last season with Sarah and I were kind of going back and forth on this. It looked like a fibula slash ankle injury. He's yeah, I don't They're know. Close he struggled to a lot. Each other. He did he did go to nationals last year, but that's the only time he really competed. He skipped the whole Grand Prix, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I feel like we I feel like we haven't seen real Yuma since Beijing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I feel like this was a great opening and a great welcome back for him. Not mm-hmm. the hardest program he's ever done, but he wins the event easily, and it's a really solid skate. You know, beautiful yeah. opening quad. Issue on the second one, not really a big deal. Like, it's just, he's just getting his feet wet. So mm-hmm. yeah. for that to be his, like, return, I think that's all he really wanted to get, is just to feel I like- I think it was smart. Totally. Like, you, you're not going up against your top competition. You haven't really competed in- uh, over a year I mean yes he was at Japanese nationals but I think when you have those like little blips on your radar it doesn't mentally register as being in like competitive mental conditioning and so for him to go out skate a program that he knew he was going to be able to handle and just like get his feet wet that's the smartest way to approach any kind of challenger series event especially someone of his caliber so really exciting i'm looking forward to having him on the grand prix circuit i thought That's you were gonna, gonna say be... on the podcast on the podcast. <laughs> i was like we'd be looking forward to that too what do you know yeah. that we don't know <laughs> i'm fluent in japanese that's what, you that's don't know. what we don't know <laughs> i didn't know yeah, and so in the rest of this men's event, we had uh, the Americans third and fourth. So Torgashev was third, and we had uh, Camden Polkinen in fourth, which is, a, you know, again, it's just like a solid start to the season. Not their best skates, yeah. but it's just, no. you know, um, uh, coming away with a medal, it still is helpful because you do get those world points, which are going to help you with the start order at a Grand Prix. So that's another right. good reason to do these events. Wait, yeah, I have I- to share something about Andrew, who let me oh. just say first off, that I'm really excited for him this season. Me like, I'm too. just really me excited too. to see what he yeah. can do this season after the way last season ended so well. So, but um, when I was at Champs Camp, I asked him about the quote he gave about eating pizza <laughs> for 50 days in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and what did he say? He said that he was he was like following the lead of, I want to say it was an athlete, um, like a, maybe like a UFC fighter or something like I that. I was who literally was like, about to be like, this is some MMA bullshit. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> and he was like following this, this person who was doing this sort of meal thing where they really like loaded up at dinner, but didn't eat a lot for the rest of the day. And that was like how they kind of like did their nutrition. And so he was like trying that out. And he said he lost weight. Like, he would just eat pizza at night. obviously he lost Um, weight. But, like, still, you wouldn't think, like, someone eating pizza every day is losing weight. But he said it actually, like, worked a little bit. 
Um, and he had all the like energy in the morning from the carbs at night and like it <laughs> and was really sodium. <laughs> um, do you want to guess his pizza of choice? Oh, it's probably something like Hawaiian. <laughs> but like brand wise. Oh, um, I'm what's accessible in California? I'm trying to think of like California chains. Is it like no? It's not CPK. That that would it be is. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. the frozen. The CPK. frozen ones, though. Yeah, that's okay. what he told me. I was like, "This is amazing," and I he. It sounded like he didn't really get tired of it, and felt like it had kind of worked. I was so thrilled to like get him to talk to me about his no, pizza inc- diet. It's so funny. It's, it's so oh, funny and, it's and just amazing dangerous. To like, <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> so if there is any competitive skater who listens to this podcast, do not take advice from a. Is he a teenager or is he in his twenties now? I uh, I don't know. I think it's and a rule of thumb: take don't take it, advice don't from take people in their twenties. Don't take nutritional advice from like teen to twenty-year-old men. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. He said it worked, so. Yeah, because he's a twenty-year-old man. Your body is like literally twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's making it more valid. This is making it more valid. (laughs) Adam's like, JP, we need to go get some CPK. I'm like, have you ever heard of frozen pizza? Well, get used to it. We're having it for fifty days. Yeah, because I need to lose five pounds. Right. But shout out to Andrew for telling me all about his pizza regimen. If he's listening. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Um, so next in the women's, I before we go into this, um, you know this this event was a little bit messy. Not a lot of big players here, but Gubanova, mm-hmm. European champion, she does win narrowly. But the winning moment for me is a tweet that, um, not a tweet, an Instagram post oh, that she posted, yes. which Ashley you told me about. So I feel like you should really. Explain what you saw okay. and why this is the this is our Campbell's classic winning moment. <laughs> I I loved this. So she posted about her success over the weekend and basically was like, I was really unsure about my programs and really didn't like them, but happy you all liked them. <laughs> Which <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing and that's probably not right at all what she actually said, but at the same time, I think that's fierce. To be okay, like, I so hate this, but like, has a history of fierce posting because remember during Beijing when she posted like the women's start list on her story and goes, good luck to everyone except, and then a bunch of doping <gasps> emojis like yes. the syringe and the pill and the, <laughs> that yes, no, is I my favorite Instagram oh, post it of was hers. Incredible She's work. She's amazing. She's doing like her- heroic work out there. Truly. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was like um somebody posted it to like they she reposted it and it said good luck to everybody and it was like the DNA, blood, the syringe. <laughs> and she like put like text underneath and was like two thumbs up. Like, thank you. <laughs> I love Oh yeah, it was yeah, we love so her. great. Yeah, so, so great. A win for her. My other my other favorite was the Korean skater who was third yeah i love uh, Young. she i don't know where i saw this it might have been twitter or she posted it and she's like not my best happy with results and you it's a picture of her looking haggard like fresh <laughs> out of her free skate like someone should have told her to like i don't know like do some dabbing of the sweat and like pull back her stress bangs but she's like 
happy with today. No, if it's not your best, show them show them at your not your best. I love no, I love. <laughs> I love that. I know in the pairs event, um, you know, again, a warm up competition. But Megan mm-hmm. Duhamel said that this free skate renewed her faith in pairs. And it is a good free skate. There's some really solid scores here. So pairs is good that the yeah, it's Italian like four teams were above 125 in the free skate, which is pretty which good for a for pairs early... event in, in an the early beginning competition. of the season. Yeah. Y- pairs is the one where I just. You really don't know what's going to happen, except you do know that lifts are going to go down, whether by like them not going up or by people falling. So I, I can't watch. That's an affliction of early season. I can't watch pairs because it scares me at this point in the season. Like those boys in their sticky feet while they're rotating (laughs) on those lifts. I'm just like sticky feet. But you know what I'm talking about. I know, about. I know. Cause, yeah, because they're heavy. Like the feet like, are heavy at that your point. Yeah. Goddamn feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So scary. Mm-hmm. And then our last event, the dance event. Probably the biggest story in this is um, the kind of disappointing result of Parsons and Green. Uh, there's a fall yeah. in the Twizzles. They're behind one of their teammates um, and training mates. Um, and so I think there's a lot going on with them this season. Uh, because, you know, they're the number two team in the U.S. And mm-hmm. uh, John Luke and Caitlin are back. And so I don't know how they're feeling. I think this might make them feel like, okay, we really need to get going again. But it's- this is like the make or break moment for them. I really feel like it's this kind of specific pressure in dance that pushes a team to be better. Or they completely crumble and that's kind of like the end of their momentum. But I just, I feel like we haven't seen, I fell in love with that free dance, that like super modern Mm. take on their free dance. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, last year I was just kind of like, okay, like this is, this is fine. And I feel like everything in dance means something you know what i mean like all these results say something you want to like i i wish we lived in a world where they didn't but like i really do feel like the fact that they are so low at this event is truly saying something and so maybe it's an opportunity for them to go back to the drawing board and figure out what actually really is going to work for them because they have a few seasons before the olympics to get things moving but Mm -hmm really that many so yeah dance is just so crowded in the u.s specifically that it's just like really tough i i don't think like lombardia is you know gonna make or break their whole season but it certainly is like you're saying like dance is such like a momentum driven kind of Mm -hmm. discipline and like you know like Adam said like Emily and Ian who trained with them were ahead of them at this event like that's like a little bit of a momentum shifter and like you know what about like the other people from you know nationals like Christina and Anthony and Emilia and and Vadim like there's and and that's not even mentioning that's not even mentioning Caitlin and John Luke like you know who are back now competing it's just it's so crowded like so but, every competition yeah. counts. And I mean, in you're really way. only going for two spots right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Maddie and Evan sure, keep right. on keeping on, like it's not that we're talking about three spots, we're talking about two spots. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. will say so. that I do feel I believe what I'm about to say, I believe, is that like in the senior B's, you can kind of set a tone of what to expect. But yeah. like the momentum is created in the Grand Prix. 
So like yeah. I truly believe that it's a it's a clean slate once you get started on the Grand Prix season because that's really that's like when the real meat and potatoes part of the season really starts. Yeah. This I, I think people are forgiving of things that happen at these senior bees and people don't look too far into it because you know sometimes you haven't been training a program a really long time or you're just yeah. trying a new element. Like that's what this event and these events are for. It's to get well, some I think cobwebs bees- out for dancers are almost more valuable yeah because yeah I you agree. know for for single skaters and pair skaters you know obviously we we have levels to consider but not to the degree that dance does mm-hmm. and so for teams like this to go out see how the program's even going to be scored that's just it's information gathering this isn't definitive in any way shape or form mm-hmm. it's not like oh my god emily and ian beat them that's it Mm-hmm. it's wow right. this program didn't score well what's their next move like yeah. it just it doesn't you can't compare it's just so individually focused right and the good thing is is that they had this experience at this competition and not at one of their grand prix and so that's oh, the yeah. biggest takeaway is that now they have time to kind of regroup yeah and, and let and the record themselves. show we did not watch this and so we're not <laughs> saying that like Michael and Caroline had like the world's worst week. We like they had a fall in the free dance that like obviously that's something to clean up, but like yeah. they like their programs might have been more well received than than we're imagining like and it was just really just those like mistakes that were the issue like They're but I think we're low, we're just though. talking about it because I think that was one of the more surprising things on any of these results sheets was yeah. them being down where they were. This is like Emily and Ian and um Caroline and Michael are a little battle of the divas, though, because um, Caroline and Michael are doing Paula Abdul mm-hmm. in the rhythm dance. Famous diva, yeah. Continue. And in the free dance, em- Emily and Ian are doing Celine Dion. They have different singing styles. <laughs> Paula Abdul and Celine Dion. The two of them at all. What? <laughs> you You're putting Celine Dion and Paula Abdul in the same... No, like I'm saying it's a battle caliber? of divas. No, I think Paula Abdul That's is a diva. Fair. But, but she's like a different kind of diva. Fine, but, but it's that but doesn't divas make come it in not all shapes divas. and sizes. Oh, yeah, Olivia so Rodrigo true. is a diva and so is Beyonce. Who is the first one you said? Olivia Rodrigo. That's true. My favorite new diva. Yeah. Have you been listening to Guts, by like, the way? Yeah. Ashley, have you been listening? Oh, I've to listened Guts? to every single song. All American Bitch is my favorite. Oh, I love. We love it. I think. Yeah. Get I'm pretty. Him back. Pretty is pretty. Isn't pretty enough? Is my favorite right now. I, also I like, like get Lacey. him back. It's a banger. Lacey is great. Yeah, Lacey's great. I the like homeschool ballad sad girl music. I forget the exact Ugh, name of the I song, love- but that one's really good. Uh, it's, it's just really I good. love her. Like I know, okay, so I my point her. being, Olivia Rodrigo's not on the same level as say Beyonce, but they're both right. divas. But can divas not on the same level battle? Yes. Diva is a Olivia mindset. Rodrigo is battling Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's fist actively. fighting Taylor Swift as we speak. Fist fighting. Yes. And that's how di- that's how divas battle. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's how ice dancers battle. Fist fights. <laughs> fist fights. It's actually MMA. <laughs> and they're the ones who are eating pizza exclusively at night and nothing else. They told Andrew to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have one little, this is a sad little piece of news. Not little, but like Rika 
out for the season. Out for the season. That's going to be a bummer, missing out on her caliber this season. I really enjoy her skating. I think she is exciting to watch. She's also, like, fairly reliable, which in the women's event is nice to have an athlete where you can kind of just sit back and trust that they're going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm really going to miss her this season on the circuit. But I love what we're seeing from the Japanese athletes where when they get hurt and it's a middle season like this, mm-hmm. instead of rushing back, they take time to heal. Like that is the way to go about injuries, I think. If you can afford to do that, go for it. And so I think she's being really smart. If there's no reason for you to push your body and get in shape for something before you're ready, don't. Right. And and risk, you know, not being healthy for a, a big, important season like an Olympic season. So well, and for yeah. what it's worth, I don't think she's pulled out of everything yet. She just she chose not to go to like the qualifier she needed to do for nationals, which would like preclude her from like making the world team. I think mm-hmm. she still is listed for skate canada as of now so like we might oh see i thought she her. was out for the season we, well she's like basically like the second half of her season is like null and void if she doesn't go to right. nationals you know because mm-hmm. japan is just really strict with the way they select people so we might see her like once or twice but we're not not in like a big way so okay. out for the season is like a fair way to say it in that sense you know like yeah yeah but, that makes sense is there a way like in the u.s um you know if we were competing on the Grand Prix, we would get a bye to the national championships. Like, is there any way that she yeah, could Yeah, but come? Japan, like, the depth of Japan is just so insane. And I feel like culturally, just the way that it's a little bit more by the book, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, no. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more the culturally part of it than anything. Like, they yeah. just are, are always really to the letter with the way that they've drawn up selection. I haven't read their specific procedures for this year, but based on what I've seen from, like, you know, what Jackie is saying and, and whoever else, like, it seems like there isn't an obvious loophole. Um, So, I don't know. And I think she was out so much of last season um or she wasn't out so much of last season but she was she finished so low at nationals last season which might have in theory gotten her some sort of buy this season but she didn't do well like i don't know yeah no um, that that i yeah. completely agree i was just i'm learning curious i, I learn on the podcast and while we're going <laughs> and um something i want to learn to the fans listening to teach and learn. Mm. This is not a sentence mm-hmm. in English. Go well, on. okay. Relax. <laughs> Everyone's a stickler for perfect language. But what I'm saying is, okay, everyone, we need what you to listen. What are you saying? What I'm saying is this. We want to, as the Grand Prix start, we want to have a skating fantasy league. Oh, this is your best idea ever. Thank you. Adam told me about this before we hit record on this podcast and I am so excited. I think this is going to be great. Okay, so Adam, I interrupted because of my enthusiasm. Explain what we're even thinking about. Okay, so basically what we're thinking right now, I think we're thinking just the three of us are going to compete against each other in a fantasy league and we'll toy with the idea of like adding people in because also we get paid zero dollars 
to do this. And Sarah famously gets paid $0 and edits it. So she does a lot of work. So we (laughs) owe her a lot of money. Yeah, the sweat equity of it all. Right. And so we're trying not to create extra work for ourselves. But we I want to talk out how we're going to do the skating fantasy league on the podcast so we can figure out what those rules are all together so that we don't have to try to explain it again. Well, right now you're listening to, and and this is really exciting. A a manic episode. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you're listening to basically a a constitution being written. And so it's really exciting for the listener. I'm very excited for you to hear. I'm pulling out, if you hear a drawer opening, it is, I am pulling out a notebook to create rules. So to take the floor, Sarah. I'll take the floor as a person who did once. Betting. Yeah, I <laughs> I do enjoy the occasional bet here and there. Um, but more importantly, my credentials include starting a drag race fantasy league for my friends, mm-hmm. um, which both of you were part of. So we've all played in a fake fantasy league of my imagination before. So. Mm-hmm. I think the question is, like, do you want it to be sort of a quote-unquote pick which is, like, where you would pick winners and or medalists, right, and you get points based on how many you get correct, or that's not really true fantasy, or playing fantasy would be that you pick people to be quote-unquote on your team, and you get points based on how they do for your total collective team. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you want I, to do? So, yeah. It would Ashley, almost work out like the team event style mm-hmm. where exactly. we would get to choose two single skaters, one dance, right. one pair. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you could Honestly, choose and we could truer to the sport to do it that way. Yeah. And yes. we could we could do it in a way where we draft them so that if I pick, you know, chalk and baits, then you guys have to pick a different dance team, but you might be able to pick the best man or pair or whatever, and and your who you have, whoever you think is going to win, so that it balances out, and we should have relatively balanced teams. I do think dance and pairs should be worth fewer points because they're a little easier to predict. Well, yeah, what if I we did it? What do you think? What if um, yeah. the points you garner, right? Mm-hmm. What if um uh so let's say there's 12 in an event. First place is 12 points. Second place is 11. Third is 10. And you can okay. get points based on that. So like everybody's walking away. So in dance you away. would only get 10 because yes. there's not as many teams right. in it. And so you're already So you automatically like get a little bit less for that? Yeah. And if you're at Cup sure. of China, your ladies event, you're only going to get 5 <laughs> points for the winner. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that that could kind of work. Yeah, there's going to be less yeah, teams anyway. Could... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we we would have to do like a weekly draft on this podcast. So you have to come with your picks ready so that we don't take up like too much of everyone's time. But that would be an easy way to preview what's coming. And we'll just and you can talk about why you're pick picking first. who you're picking. Yeah. And we can uh, talk about them. Right. And there's strategy because I learned from my now husband as he was choosing his fantasy teams i obviously thought like okay you're gonna go for your quarterback right away and he's like no that's not what you do and i'm like 
<laughs> what? <laughs> and there's strategy and everyone has like their different approach. And so we can really play around with our strategies. And I think mm-hmm. you made this point earlier where it's like, okay, say I have first pick and Chalk and Bates are guaranteed to win this event. I can pick them, but they're not going to get me as many points. Mm-hmm. Right. So as do I go for the sure the thing? Single skater who wins. Right. And I'm potentially giving up two points right off the bat, which feels high stakes. Mm-hmm. So question. When we're picking, like, let's say we have uh, our men's and women's team. Are they just on mm-hmm. our team? And then however well they do, they get we get those points. Yes. So we're not trying to predict a, a placement, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we would be, they would just be on your team. I love this. Ashley's nodding. I am nodding. I think it's fun. I, uh, I think we should <laughs> yes. get some audience feedback because the other way that we could do it mm-hmm. is, you know, you pick your podiums and then it's three points for first, two points for second, one point for third mm-hmm. and zero points for fourth unless it's U.S. Nationals. Um, yeah, that's a that's a, a game we've famously played in the past at U.S. Nationals. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can always I do think, that. Wait, what if we I had we two leagues? Feedback. What if we had our team league and our other league? We could just do them side by side, right? I do think I love that you're like, this is free 99. um, And we're trying to limit our work. And then you're like, actually, what if we had two two leagues? But just two between us. Um, (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Wow. If anyone listening doesn't doesn't already know that maybe in that tone from Sarah is a no. It's a no. And I and I, I knew that. And I went, Sarah's yeah, we're going to no, have one league. Maybe. How about we do one league? I think we that should do one great. league. Yes. I think one league sounds great. I like the but draft. I, I do like the draft. I think we I think should the do the draft fun. version. But what we did want to talk about to the listeners is if you are interested in p- playing a sort of more of a pick em sort of league where you predict your top three and you can win... Tell us. Bragging rights. You can win bragging rights. There right. are no prizes. Um, we could probably set up that for people to play if they're interested. Yeah, I think that's fun. <laughs> I'm like, what? And now I get and it. And Adam's going to be in charge of that second league. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I um, oh for God. absolutely... For, for free. I'm going to get paid exactly what Sarah gets paid, which is nothing. <laughs> and now a dollars. word from our sponsors. No, it's, there aren't any. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like this. Okay, so. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think, do you think that we should do, I heard two single skaters, one, dare, one dance, one pairs. Do you think we should do three single skaters, two pairs, two dances to a team? No. No, I think we should set it up like it's a team event. I think, too, like, especially in, like, pairs, if we're talking about each of us having two pairs, like, you're oh, running eat out up. of room in the right. field, you know? And then like, at Cup of China, there are not enough yeah. women. <laughs> we won't competing. have two pairs. I think we should just do one each, you know, um, for those. And then okay. two that singles. That would be pairs. so fun if we could, like, pick our teams and then, then figure out singles... how we sub them in. <laughs> like, do we yeah. take the points from, you know, 
Skater 1's short program and Skater 2's free skate. That's too too much work. Too okay, much work. I love that. I think this is good. I think that's this is a really, really looking positive. Could, it's a, I'm living in a fantasy. <laughs> I'm living in a fantasy. <laughs> League. I'm not living in reality, so... No, I I, <laughs> well, I like this. So what's the next senior B? Because we can we can um like we'll do we'll beta test it between We'll do we'll do three separate versions of this yeah. and see which one we like the most. The next one is Autumn Classic this weekend. Okay. Oh, so great. we should we should um do that and, and and when did the Grand Prix start? At right after that, right? The Grand Prix start mm, the third weekend of October. Exactly. Yeah. Not Ex- after that. No, not right after that. No. Autumn Classic is only the second Challenger Series event. So there's several more. Okay. Finlandia um, either hasn't way, we yet. can also discuss this off air. Um, but you guys got to hear about our planning process, and if you have <laughs> and any how we brainstorm, thoughts, <laughs> strong thoughts or feelings, DM us because we do want to make it something that is fun for everybody. Um, but let's move on, Sarah. You have prepared. Some fiercer flutzes for us. That's true. Um, okay. I will start with something team event themed to segue off of what we just talked about. Oh, I love which that. is the US team being denied its request to have a seat at the CAS hearing for Volieva's drugs nonsense. Mm-hmm. This is a flutz that I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, she is a minor, mm-hmm. so I see the logic behind not allowing people in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I think it's just like an unfortunate position that everyone's been put into. And I think that regardless of your age, doping is doping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also say that while believing that because of her age, she was, you know, put in a very compromised position in the first place. Right. So it's why the situation is so awful all around. Agreed. Nothing to add. I just, I, I think you're Nothing exactly further, right. Nothing further, Your Honor. Nothing <laughs> further. I stand down. Yeah. Do they say that? No. I rest my case. I rest my case. And the defense I stand, rests. I stand down. Like, what am I saying? I don't know. I don't know. Flats. Um, <laughs> flats. <laughs> Adam's actively flutzing. Um, Okay. Mm-hmm. Daniel Grassel in potential doping trouble for missing three doping tests. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. I. Are you, like... What? <laughs> hmm Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And I've known about this mm-hmm. for days, and I'm still feeling this strongly. Okay, this is what I think happened. <laughs> okay, tell me. <laughs> okay, I think that... So when, when we're... You know, I don't know if we talked about this. I think we did in our doping episode. That, like, mm-hmm. when you are in WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, you submit a calendar of exactly where you are, and and and, and you have to submit a one-hour time frame of a non-negotiable time that you will always be in this location. Mm-hmm. And so I always did 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'd be home because mm-hmm. I'd be guaranteed to be home. I wouldn't be at the grocery store. I wouldn't be at the rink. I wouldn't yeah. be at the gym. 
You're sleeping. Right. And you have to be there in this one hour window. I think he moved to Russia, never changed this, and had three missed tests. Right. Well. It's just <laughs> exactly. stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. It's really it's dumb. A full, it's a flutz to be that stupid. It, and yeah. it's a full violation. So three yes. missed tests is a violation. So Also, it's, it's, it's three. So you make a mistake on the first one and you get notified. It's oh, yeah. not like... Right, they try to contact you a lot, don't they? They try to contact you. They will, like... They will find you. It's like a hunt down situation where they, they'll it, find it you. Really they will is. call you a million times. They'll give you the yeah. benefit because, of the doubt. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, because they're honestly the people that show up. It's usually like at least in the U.S. in Southern California. It's like a retired person and they're super sweet. And it's the same person every single time because they usually have some kind of like local volunteer and they will call you eight hundred times mm-hmm. because they're like oh they're asleep inside like i just need to wake them up and they will not leave they will because you know once they're there they are there their job is to get the get the sample and so you know a missed test it, it's an accident it can I've, happen i've missed a test simply because i was not where i said i was going to be because i forgot to update my sheet right and but you get that notification of one missed test and you're like, I am never doing that again. And I am going to make sure that I am updated every single time I leave the house. Like it scares you because you don't want to no. be out. No, at all. For Especially if you aren't doping to get a full viol- doping violation because of just missed test and like just ignorance is so not it's good. It's so dumb. I don't feel bad for him. That is so dumb. Yeah. It happens a lot in track and field, oddly enough. Like these really? Where, really? These whereabouts failures. I like Because they travel around a lot more for like meets? I guess. And it just seems like, you know, it, it could just be a proportion thing. Like there's so many track athletes that it's just bound to happen more often to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. like that's where I've heard about this the most in recent years where Pretty prominent athletes will just miss tests and then they get suspended because three missed tests is a violation. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a story. It was this big story heading into the Tokyo Games, right? There was somebody who had a violation. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the guys who was like the 100 meter world champion, like had Mm -hmm. a whereabouts failure that like led to. Yeah. So it's it's happened a lot um, in that sport. But I, I always think it's so odd. Like, I'm like, this is just so basic, like. And it's your livelihood, you know, it's your like livelihood. you have to treat it like your job if this is what you're doing with yeah. your life. And I mean, also, like when you get one missed test, I don't know if this is the same for the Italian Federation, but like everybody at U.S. figure skating who could have been remotely responsible for me reached out to me and like knew about it. And so... You have people who are on top of it who are just like, you missed a test. You cannot miss another test. Like, And missing a test, just for anyone who's listening, does not mean that someone is doping. Obviously not. Yeah, of course yeah. not. It yeah. usually, more often than not, just means someone it could have been sleeping over at like a significant other's place and you know just like didn't update it or just like went to go visit their family and didn't update for the weekend or was doing a skating show and never said that they were doing the show got it last minute 
And like it's it's as easy it's as easy that. It's easy to happen, but it happens once, and then you're like, oh, all right, I can't miss any more tests. No. No. Yeah, and I think it's normally you can't miss. The violation is if you miss three in a twelve month period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which at so, that point is in, that's that's a lot reckless. Yeah. It's reckless behavior. Mm-hmm. It's too scary. No. Okay, so moving stupid. on. Fluts. My last fiercer floods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is I don't know if you guys saw this, and again, like I didn't watch all of Lombardia, but I saw a few clips here and there, and my favorite one was Nika Igadze from Georgia doing a choreographed opening of his shirt, <laughs> ripping open of his shirt mm-hmm. to Roxanne, Tango of Roxanne from Moulin Rouge. Right, fierce. <laughs> Rip it open. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Did, it's exciting. Okay. <laughs> so how much of the program was left? I don't think much just based on it was at that sort of crescendo part of okay. Roxanne, of that Blood Roxanne song. Does, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. part. Yeah. And okay. so I so don't think like a, a lot. He was sequence. doing a spin before he did it. It looked like he was get it. He was about to get into like maybe his it was part of his choreo sequence. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Was there um, a mesh underneath it or did he no. rip to bare chest? Bare chest. Oh. So not even a rhinestone. Not that I could see. I would rip to like the Britney Spears outfit underneath. That's yeah, fierce. if you're gonna rip, it has to be <laughs> into to a be new fair, costume. I don't know. I, like I might have just I just watched it quickly in an online video, so I might be misrepresenting, and maybe there was some like illusion fabric there. I like the idea. I didn't though. think that I, there was. I like the idea. Too. I hate it. I do but love I some like theatrics. It. I'm. I love cheap tricks it doesn't get cheaper than ripping your clothes so as long as i can call it cheap like yeah 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 yeah. um do i think it's classy no (laughs) where's nipples out i didn't see could you see a nipple i didn't see a nipple it only counts if you saw a nipple well, if I'd be pissed then, because saying? if I could see his nipples, I'd be pissed because I can't show my nipples mid ice. Why can That's you? That's so true. No, you can't. You can. You could. But I. I don't know if I you would. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. Shouldn't. I. I won't. I won't. But um, no. I. It would just feel really unfair, and then I'd take it personally. It would uh, honestly, yes, I agree that it just. But then ethics if you ripped would be unfair. To like pasties, if you just saw pasties and no nipples, which is that's incredible, almost weirder. And so, and when we see that on the Grand Prix, we'll know that he's a listener. More, more to come. We're, we'll do a deep dive on the state of his nipples. Um, <laughs> there's just so many factors. How wait? How low does it go? Um, it was like, like rib level, like mm-hmm. lower rib. Lower rib level, Lower like diaphragm, diaphragm okay. level. The problem I'm having is that if, given the crescendo, it feels like if this were in a movie, the shirt would rip all, all the, the way, way open. So it's feeling right. like maybe we shouldn't well, rip. Right. And I now all I'm thinking is like, the, is there chest hair? And I'd hate that I'm thinking that. <laughs> no, but there's so many components <laughs> to how... How does it work when one and Adam, as the as the man on this podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. the man what, of the house, 
what emotions do you feel like you'd have to go through to rip open your shirt? Because I'm just thinking as a woman, what would lead me to rip open my shirt? And I don't know if I've ever felt. I've never felt I would, it. No. I would need to feel like I just think like the symbolic ripping open of a shirt is hilarious because mm-hmm. it's like, are you the Hulk? Like what? Yeah. What does it mean? That's what I don't. I don't understand the. Which is why it, this is fierce. Yeah. No, it is fierce because the idea <laughs> In pre- like, because we've seen it in movies and shows and stuff. Like, and we don't bat an eye, but if I were ever to see it in public, do we see it that often though? In your in your superhero films and your Marvels here and there, do you know what I mean? Like, right. It's just- well, that but there's a costume underneath. There's a costume underneath. I mean, are they doing that on Riverdale? I know you've been watching that. They oh. do a lot of things on Riverdale, and I actually <laughs> haven't seen that one yet, which is but, surprising. Okay. But I wouldn't be shocked if I did see it. <laughs> Stay tuned. If they could do it on Riverdale, should it be in a figure skating program? Yes. <laughs> it's Riverdale is so crazy. Yeah. But I'm I can't quit it. It's just so good. <laughs> Wait, speaking this is not the same at all and not related to figure skating, but I have no problem falling asleep, but Alex, my husband, doesn't always fall asleep right away and I wake up in in my like sleepy slumber he's watching euphoria and i'm oh, like that's dark what are i was yeah. like what are you doing oh, and he's so like so dark i know and then the next day i asked him about it because i'm like because he he doesn't know anything about euphoria and so i asked him i was like why were you watching euphoria last night and he goes i just hear all the kids talking about it and i just wanted to see oh my god that's so the kids do love that show it's too dark for me i don't he hasn't watched it since i think he was really disturbed (laughs) yeah i was too i watched the first episode and i was like i'm out yeah i haven't seen it i couldn't do it i couldn't do it um also before we end the podcast a big congratulations to married woman ashley wagner oh so did we cool. already did we we never talked about we that didn't because she hadn't married. told the the world oh yeah, yeah I so had we a didn't little, talk about it i had a little insurance wedding my my <laughs> husband um is a teacher and he's got that good teacher health insurance um so we we're gonna have a ceremony later in the summer but we just did it in front of a few family members who weren't going to be able to come out to the ceremony so well congratulations it was very yeah it looked very i decided to do all major life experiences in like the span of a couple months why not i'm good now yeah i've done it all yeah no you and you're looking great honestly i did say this before we started recording that you do are you do have that like glow that pregnant glow yeah um anyone who wants to have flawless skin All you got to do. All you got to (laughs) do. And on that note. (laughs) On that note. We love you all. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you later. Adios. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) We'll eventually decide on. I know. We're going to figure out. Come on, body was not working. It never worked. Come on, body? Buddy. Come on, body. There we go. We found it. That's Come the on, new one. Buddy. That's the new sign off. Come on, body. <laughs> all right. Let's put us all out of our misery. Goodbye. Bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>